Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Connor. Hey, Brittany. So the world might seem like a bit of a scary place right now. I think you can agree with that, right? <laughs> Every day is different. <laughs> right? No murder hornets yet. <laughs> I'm a beekeeper. So when I, saw <laughs> oh, the mur- right. <laughs> uh, when I saw the murder hornets were coming, I was sad for my bees. <laughs> I would be sad for your bees too. Well, we've seen a lot of civil unrest, right? Um, especially if you watch the news. We've seen protests turn to riots, something that's been very scary, I know, for me to watch. Yeah. Um, but a lot of us are seeing these and, and we're, we're noticing that there is reason for the world to change, right? Maybe we don't agree with everything the protesters are doing or or why they're doing, or not, we do agree with what they're doing, but you know, what they're doing. But we can agree that there's something wrong, that something needs to be changed. So I thought maybe we could talk about how people actually change the world because there's not one right answer for this, right? There's a lot of different things we can do. So let's talk about it. How can we change the world? So, Brittany, you and I were both involved in the presidential campaign of Ron Paul. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I found was really interesting was when he was running for president, he was a man, is a man who deeply believes in liberty. And he uh, got so many people, especially young people, really excited about liberty, right? Uh, Those were fun times for us to to think back on. (laughs) And towards the end of his campaign, as things were winding down, He would get asked a question a lot, even during his campaign, but especially towards the end, because during his campaign, everyone was like working on the campaign and posting online, telling people to Google Ron Paul, right? All of these things. But as the campaign started to wind down, he would get asked over and over again by people, hey, what should I do? How should I get involved? You know, what, what, what's next? What should I work on? And as he and I have talked uh, in the years since in different interviews and settings, he talks about this often that he's like, uh, at, at the time he would tell people, I don't know. Right. I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know what your path is, what your skill set is, what your opportunities will be. Everyone is different. We talked about spontaneous order on a past episode, right? Like not everyone necessarily needs to try and change the world in the same way. And so one man, Ron Paul, isn't in a position to tell everyone, you know, how to do things and where to go and what to work on. And so I really like that, that all of us have unique skill sets. He told me uh, one time that I was talking with him about this. He's like, Connor, Had you asked me that as well, and had I come up with an idea, I never would have imagined starting a think tank. I never would have imagined doing children's books. And yet, you know, you went off and did those things. And so each of us have our own different capacity. You are a phenomenal writer. Brittany, probably back 10 years ago, you probably weren't a very good writer, right? I had to practice at it. Yeah. But it was actually, and it was, might be too scary for your listeners to watch at this age, but V for Vendetta was a movie I loved. And there's a line that says, uh, words will always retain their value. And words have basically the power to change the world because they give Mm. people meaning. And that is what made me want to become a writer. So talk a little bit more about that since we're talking about changing the world. How can words change the world. So communication is important and, and it goes both ways. It does not only the written word, which I do, but also spoken word. As a teacher, I was kind of a writer in my own way because I would write lesson plans, right? And I would write them in a way where I could tailor them or I would cater them to my audience. So if I'm talking to a group of maybe preschoolers, I'm going to talk to them differently than I'm talking to a group of adults, right? So mm-hmm. you have to know your audience and you have to know what they can do. We talk about special talents, like you just said, same thing for as a writer. I have to know what my audience, you know, special skill is. I have to know what they already know or what maybe they don't know so that I can communicate these ideas. Analogies. Uh, these are something like telling things through or more like a parable, telling things through a story. So in a, another episode, we talked about uh, whistleblowing and speaking up if you see something going wrong. We talked about if you were to see bullies on the playground, 
something I love doing with my words is creating those situations saying, okay, maybe you don't know exactly this complex thing I'm going to teach you about, but let me tell you about something you do know. Let me start where you are and tell you a story about bullies on a playground or something Mm. like that. So I think it's really important because writing the written word or even speaking to people kind of gives them the information they need to then to then sit there and go, okay, something's wrong. This is making a lot of sense to me. That story resonated with me. I've, I've seen that before. I've heard that before. And then they go home and they're thinking about it. And then they're thinking, how can I take this and change the world with my special talents? I love that. And you know, one of the funnest things for me uh, in doing the Telephones books and the written word and sharing these ideas in kind of a persuasive and interesting way uh, one of the funnest things for me is seeing them get translated into other languages That's cool. and getting photos like on Facebook and Instagram of kids around the world, you know, different ethnic backgrounds, different languages, totally different kind of, you know, life circumstances, reading the Tuttle Twins books and learning about these powerful ideas that have changed the world in the past, right? Uh, that, that people have used to, you know, create America, the freest country at one time, yeah. perhaps in the world. <laughs> Um, and how amazing that is to see kids in their own language. So not only does the written word have power, but yeah, you can translate it into other uh, languages. And, and the so it's not just the, the words, but it's the ideas that they convey, right? The ideas that the, the words are teaching about, because then those ideas can be translated into different words in a different language. But these ideas are so powerful. Talk to me, Brittany, about the power of ideas. When, when did you really come to believe in freedom and free markets? And why were those ideas so exciting or moving for you? It's funny. I think I always believed in them, but I didn't know how to put them into words. I didn't know how to pinpoint them until Ron Paul came mm-hmm. along. Um, and I think Ron Paul, along for the movie, also along with the movie Viva Vendetta, highlighted the idea that uh, ideas are bulletproof. And I love that because let's say someday, God forbid, but it'll happen when Ron Paul passes from this earth, that that does not mean liberty dies with him, right? Right. That doesn't mean that because our our speaker is gone, that that is no longer. That doesn't mean when I die someday, everything I wrote no longer matters because we're putting those ideas out there and you cannot destroy an idea. And that to me, every time I say that, I get chills. Uh, You know, ideas are bulletproof is such a, you know, because there's nothing you can do. There's nothing the enemy can do to get rid of that. It's there. Once it's out there, it's there. Now, as you pointed out earlier in the episode, there's a lot of civil unrest right now. There's a lot of protests. There's a lot of angry people. There's a lot of people who see problems in the world. Maybe it's in police or racial issues or government and so forth. And and they want change. They want something different. Um, And what I find is uh, the the power of ideas. There's a really interesting uh, story in American history where uh, John Adams was, he wasn't too much of a fan of the French. The French Revolution was happening at the time, and there was a lot of chaos. There was a lot of just burning down buildings and tearing down the government. And so he wrote a letter to his wife, Abigail, and in it he said, you know, there are so many people who are, are tearing things down, but there are so few who know how to build up in its stead. Ooh, and that's not an exact quote, but that's the point he was making to his wife, that it's very easy to tear others down. It's very easy to criticize and to point out problems. What we have to get good at, what we have to be able to do is know how to build up good things. It's not enough to say no to something. We need to propose you know, what to say yes to. Uh, we'll keep talking about Ron Paul. Uh, I remember when he was in Congress, he would often get called Dr. No, right? Yep. <laughs> he was an- anti-war, anti-tax. And he would always say, I'm not anti-war. I'm pro-peace. Yeah. I'm not just saying don't do wars. I'm saying, hey, we should be peaceful and treat other people the way we want to be treated. And so 
it's not that we should just be saying no to things when we see problems in the world. Because again, we're talking about how do we change the world? We have to know what to say yes to. We need to know what solutions are. And another thought, Brittany, that comes to mind, and I've thought about this a lot over the years, because I used to be this way. Before I started Libertas Institute or the Tuttle Twins books or anything, I was kind of a keyboard warrior. And what I mean by yep. that is... Slacktivist, I think, is another word they call it. Slacktivist, <laughs> right? Rather than an activist, you're a slacker. Uh, you're kind of taking the lazy way. And what does it mean? It means people who are on like Facebook and social media just arguing and telling yep. other people they're wrong and and you're doing it because you want to look like you're a know-it-all and you're right. And I was guilty of that as I was starting to learn a lot and and learn a lot of... You, you wanted know, to share it, but you almost did it like, because I did the same thing. You almost get kind of angry about it because you're so right. fired up. <laughs> right. Why isn't everyone believing yeah. the way I do, right? And you're all wrong and I'm going to tell you why. And you quickly realize how ineffective that is. It feels good. It feels you know, good to kind of get that out of your system. But here's the analogy that comes to my mind, Brittany, and that is, you know, those people are letting off steam, right? That's mm. kind of another term for yeah. it. They're just at their computer or they're even at a protest or a rally holding up a sign. They're kind of letting off steam. That's a very common phrase. Well, steam, if you think about it, when you capture steam, when you kind of harness it and channel it, you can apply that energy and you can move a locomotive. You can move a whole big, fat, heavy train. Yeah with steam. And so that's in my mind, when I started to shift in my life and I'm like, you know what, I want to change the world, but it's not enough to just vent and criticize yeah. and let off steam. I need to apply my energy to something that can actually be forward moving. So let's maybe spend a few minutes talking about that, Brittany. When we talk about changing the world, yes, there's powers in ideas, uh, in ideas and powers in words. Um, but we also need to maybe do a little bit more activism or, or in the marketplace, right? I, I, we've talked about like Elon Musk and others, yeah. right? Steve Jobs has probably done more to change the world. Why? Well, think about those protests. And uh, a lot of them happened for the, the kids and the adults listening who saw some of those videos of, you know, George Floyd and the Breonna Taylor issue and so many others. People were recording with their yeah. cell phone. Yeah, they had well, it in their pocket. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Everyone is like a personal journalist and yeah. photographer who can whip out their phone and, and record high quality video. What would the world be like? What, you know, we wouldn't know about these injustices. There wouldn't be protests about these things because we just wouldn't know. So credit to Steve Jobs and others like him who have really innovated in the marketplace and helped change the world where we now have access to those products. Um, so, so yeah, the free market can do it. What's maybe like for those who want to get more involved or change the world, what are other ways that people can, you know, make a difference? This is an idea people a lot of times, especially, especially libertarians, sometimes we get mad about people who want to change, the, you know, things with the law by working within government. But having done things on all sides, having been an activist, having been somebody who went to protest, having been a journalist, I think there is a lot of merit to getting things done within the system. Um, I'm a huge fan of Senator Mike Lee from Utah. And he's done a lot of good, I think. Same as Rand Paul. So as uh, Ron Paul when he was in the House of getting stuff or even stopping things from getting passed in the House and Senate. So I think working within government, whatever that whatever that may be, maybe you'll be a writer, you know, for a congressman, maybe you'll run for Congress, maybe you'll be state Congress. But I think it's really important that we kind of have all our bases covered. And so to change the world, we do need good people in politics who are willing to stand up for what is wrong and say no, or maybe like Ron Paul, be one of the only people to vote against war, you know, to stand up and say, no, I'm not going right. to do this. Or maybe right. they're the only people to support an audit the Fed bill or an end the Fed bill. So we do need people working within government. 
there's a story uh, I've heard before about, you know, if you're trying to like lift a big piano, for example, or you're moving and you're lifting like a heavy, you know, set of boxes or something, you need multiple people. And if someone yep. isn't uh, pulling their weight, if they're not doing their job and holding it, you know, that piano, to use that example, is going to start to tilt and fall and, and, you know, break. And so the importance of all of us, like you just said, Brian, we need journalists and we oh, need... Oh, yeah, what's going to be my next one is journalists, yeah. Yeah, we need business people and we need freedom fighters and activists and politicians and others. Like, we, we need people in every uh, area of society, um, right? Because we all need to kind of stand and lift, you know, where we can and, and lift that big piano. We all need to kind of do our part because together we're only going to, I think, preserve our, our liberties if we're all kind of fulfilling those roles. And that I think the exciting challenge, especially for a lot of our listeners, Brittany, is for younger people, it's figuring out what your path is. Yep. So maybe talk a little bit, uh, and then I will as well. How did you find your path? You kind of bounced around. We've talked before about you used to be a teacher. Yeah. So so what was that experience like for you to kind of eventually find your way to to land where you have now? Before I was a teacher, I used to write blogs. I got really into the Tea Party when that was a thing. There was a Tea Party movement, kind of anti-taxation, or you know, we were being taxed too much. And I started writing things, and I was uh, a constitutional studies minor at the time. So I was in college, and I was really wanting to just share my thoughts. So I started just writing what I thought to try to figure out what I believed. It wasn't even that I was saying, this is what I believe. It was more, this is going on in the world. How do I feel about it? Yeah. And as I was writing, I realized I was not only pretty good at it, but that's what really fueled me. It hmm. made me really happy. Um, I have other friends that for them, it's music, right? They write songs about liberty or songs about, I have a friend who writes songs about Bitcoin, which we'll talk about in another episode. So there's all these weird things, even art. You could be drawing art maybe about sure. liberty. But right. for me, it was the written word. For me, it was, wow, I can communicate better when I can type it out and when I can kind of figure out how I feel as I'm writing. So that's how I figured out that was my calling. And I actually got hired as a teacher because of an essay I wrote. So hmm. it was, again, it was writing. That's how they found me. So cool. yeah. That's great. I I think the most important thing that I can think of to maybe tell young people is the importance of just being patient with yourself. Like yeah. I I went to school and college. Uh, I was a web developer. I built websites for like random companies and that's kind of what I did. But on the side, I was really passionate about freedom. I was learning a lot, reading a lot. I was blogging at the time. Um, and, and just like you, I was writing like, yeah, here are ideas. What do I think about them? And I'm yep. starting to learn about them. And um, it wasn't until years later where I started to be like, you know, I enjoy this way more, but I hardly have any time because I've got my job. Is there a way that I can figure out how to get paid to do this, right? Yep. That I can just spend all my time working on this. And so I, I wouldn't have asked that question had I not started to run into the problem of having a, a normal job and then having this passion on the side. So that led to a question, which I then figured out a solution for. And I started a think tank and you know, then it was like, hey, like, I, I want to teach more people about these things. I want to teach my kids about them. And, and that problem or that question led to the, the Tuttle Twins. And so as I've seen in my own life, I think it's that way with most of us is our path. We kind of like stumble and, you know, bump into something and then we move and then we move and then we move. And, and I think of it like, um, you know, we, we just have to be patient because uh, my life, I've taken a totally different course correction yeah. and finally found where I'm, my talents are best applied, where I'm most uh, excited to make a difference, where I feel like I'm changing the world. And so sometimes you just kind of have to bump around until you figure out, is this the right organization? Is this the right job? Is this the right thing to study? Right? What should I be doing? And so it's an exciting adventure, I think, to figure out what your life looks like for the adults listening. You know, I think it's never too late 
uh, to, you know, take up a new hobby or get involved or go to your city council or, you know, start a podcast, right? Or whatever you want to do to make a difference, even in your small community, right? Even if you feel inadequate, uh, Brittany, you and I, I think can agree that anyone can learn these things and you don't have to be an expert or have any kind of special nope. college degree or anything like that, right? Just kind of a, a yearning to learn more, I think. And I think I called it a treasure hunt once in one of our earlier episodes that you just go on a hunt to learn things. And one thing I wanted to add it on, add on to what you said is if you want to see government in action, go to a local zoning meeting. Go to a city council <laughs> meeting. To me, yeah. that's where that's like where the action is. And that's where you can actually make a huge difference because that's where like these laws are getting changed at the local level. So it's it doesn't have to be Congress in DC, right? You can be doing that in your own neighborhood right now. I think that's exactly right. It's one thing to change the world. It's another thing to, you know, change your local community, change your neighborhood, uh, because those things add up. And and what is often gonna happen is as you're working on changing something within your sphere of influence, maybe it's in your HOA, maybe it's in your city council, you're going to learn things along the way, right? How to yep. improve or what you're good at or what you could do better. Or what you're, you're gonna... bad at too, maybe what not to true. do. <laughs> true. True. Absolutely. You're going to learn from mistakes. You're going to see how other people behave or what they did. So you're going to observe and learn a lot. You're also going to network. You're going to meet people yep. who are going to introduce you to new ideas or new opportunities so much of my success, I'm sure yours as well, Brittany, comes from just knowing people who Absolutely. can help me along my way yep. and I can help other people along their way. And so it's really important to just get out there, meet people, make a name for yourself. Just start super small, but you're going to get better over time. And, you know, at the end, at the end of the day, you're going to end up doing big things, but it's, it's those small things that kind of add up to the big things. So Brittany, I'll give you the final thought. Yeah. The only thing I would add is turn what you love doing into something that can help change the world, whether that's entrepreneurship, whether that's writing, whether that's music, take what you love and find out how you can use that to change the world. I love it. Well, TuttleTwins.com slash podcast is where you can find the show notes, resources, make sure you are subscribed and Hey, Share this with a friend on social media because if we're going to change the world, we need all the help we can get. Yep. Brittany, thanks for talking. Talk to you next time. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.